Hello, and welcome to the Yam Yoon Podcast, where we analyze Agados from Shas in a metaphorical, rational way. We are continuing with the second and third Pshatim, uh, explanations of the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. In the previous explanation, we spoke about being Maxik Bimachlokas, people taking sides to strengthen fighting, uh, triangulation, bringing third parties into the equation, um, which drives people mad and continues self-destruction, which is the mirror image of Shoftim, which is building society to be systemic and hierarchical. This is the destruction of society, people taking sides and dividing, and the Chachamim not being strong leadership. All right. So in the second shot from Harav Yochanan Zvag, the Rosh Yeshiva Emeritus of the Talmudic University of Florida. Um, he says, question number one, in the Panei Yehoshua, it was not in the Panei Yehoshua that I have on Gittin here, but perhaps it's somewhere else. In any event, so Kamsa, so what was really the primary part of the story here? Was it Kamsa and Bar Kamsa or Rabbi Zacharias Anubanuse, his uh, over-humility? Question number two, um, the blame is the blame on Rabbi Zacharias or the Chachamim? The Maharsha seems to say it's the Chachamim because they had a, a linchpin. They had a, a way to have a stopgap measure in this whole equation, yet they continued to um, stand idly by, and it snowballed. Question number three. What about Kamsa? Where is he? Uh, you know, Mr. X is the host. You know, pe- people hear about Kamsa, Bar Kamsa, they sometimes mix things up and think those two people are involved as the main people in the story. However, Kamsa is not even there. I wasn't even there. Question number four. So there's a language um, in part of the story besides just get out. He doesn't say get out. So why does it go through the whole seemingly needless details of Bar Kamsa offering to pay for the story. I believe that's the question. So Rabbi Zweig says like this, Sinas So the whole story is teaching us that we're hating for no reason. So I hate you because of a couple of reasons. Is that it? I have a couple of good reasons, but they're not good. They're bad reasons. Answer. Chinam equals senseless. There's no benefit. And even more so, there's destruction to the self. So Zavag brings a couple answer, a couple um, proofs. Uh, the Midrash says that Amalek came along and saw the Jewish people excited with religious fervor, and they attacked them. And even though they got attacked and beaten, they cooled off the Jewish people's religious fervor, emun and bitachon, and it was uh, effective some way. The analogy is a man jumping into a scalding hot bathtub. Even though he is burned, he cools off the bathtub for others. Therefore, other Amalek people and other haters in the world can come and hurt the Jewish people. Yeshua weakened them. He left the weak ones. So you see from here that a person who hates another person, uh, deep down inside, they're even willing to destroy themselves to get that hatred over. Uh, he brings, uh, Rabbi Zweig brings a story from Hitler, from World War II, Yamach Shemo. He, he did not 
used his trains to feed his army to beat the Russians. He used them to burn the Jews. And I heard of Nathan Lopez Cardoza mention that it says in the Midrash in the Gemara that Haman took apart his own house in order to create the gallows for Mordechai. So you see that some the the idea at least is a muscle, maybe it was a real mice, it's at least a muscle that people are willing to take apart their own whole steady home in order to get over their hatred. Getting over means uh, to be successful. So, so hatred means there's no benefit and it's even destructive. So Mihti, so Dwai goes back to this Mihti. If you remember in the story, the, the uh, Bal Hasuda, the man who put on the party, has to pause and say, whoa, whoa, Mihti, wait a minute. I'm in a little shock and confusion here. I have to refocus. Hahu Gavra, this guy, meaning myself, is an enemy with that guy. He's bringing himself into focus. And then he can't stand that this guy gets him unfocused. He doesn't, he doesn't like the fact that this Bardababel, this enemy of his, is at the party, whether it's his enemy or his enemy that came from Kamsa. It's immaterial. His hatred is seething in his psychology. So when, ah, so this answers the other question. Why do we hear the whole story about Mr. A, Mr. About, uh, Bar Kamsa willing to pay? So if Bar Kamsa is willing to pay for the party, there's no greater victory than your enemy paying for his meal, being exploited. You, you can exploit your enemy and embarrass him. So the Bal Hasuda, Mr. X, he went so far as to hurt himself, to, to lose financial benefit and embarrassment of his enemy to get him out just because he hated him. There's no gain. It's just pure hatred. So when Bar Kamsa goes to the Caesar, he himself, because he is hurt, doesn't even cut a deal with the Caesar to protect himself. He's so willing to self-destruct to get back at the Balhasuda. Bar Kamsa went to destroy all the community because it seemed to him that the whole community was against him. So just adding on to Zweig's psychology here, you know, when someone is traumatized by other people, they'll traumatize others. You see this from Arod, the man who was a mamzer from the Bnei Esav. He made the, the world's first mamzerus in animals, the uh, mule, which cannot have other offspring. So this in Freudian psychology, Freud and his daughter, the repetition compulsion. Uh, someone is abused, they go and they abuse others. They are abused and they go and they abuse, are abused by other people in a different scenario. They are abused by others. Repeating that scenario, seemingly I would say to try to fix it, but it's a sad situation. So repetition compulsion, people go back to the trauma and they repeat it. Anna Freud added identification with the aggressor. I need to be feel strong, I need to be the aggressor. So I don't feel weak and I'm abused and, and hurt and put upon and embarrassed. I will be strong. I will team up with the, the Roman government. And alter, alternatively, I, I would go and, and uh, be a victim to others. So here it's both, really. He's being a victim to the Roman government and he is hurting other people. There's no benefit. Um, I'm just getting a little bit into this B'nai Esav over here. So... The breakdown in society that is the mirror image of Shoftim, the Jewish people are being hurt because they're teaming up with the B'nai Esav. My new motto is that Esav will always disappoint you. So Esav seems great. We're in the shadow of the Western world, the white man. 
Rome, Greece, Germany, United States, others. And it always ends up oscillating, and it's terrible. Uh, pendulum swings to be, oh, it's a strong nation, it's great. Oh, they have to try to dominate everyone in the world. Oscillate back, which we're headed to now, is being too nice and too open to things. And then Spheros, if you don't like Spheros, then tune out, but Esav is Yisod Malchus. He was supposed to do what uh, Yosef was going to do and be able to maintain in a foreign land in Mitzrayim. So he's not Malchus. He's not David Melech. He likes to be out there in the world, be worldly. His tithes catch up with him. Um, his uh, tendency to Vodazar and the occult catch up with him. So here, um, Bar Kompsef believes he can trust in uh, the Bnei Esav to help him, but he's really just falling prey to their abusive might. And he himself sees his own people being destroyed. A little more on Esav as my thoughts gel with this. Okay, so the second shot from Bzwag is I'm willing to damage other people in order to um, execute my hatred. Step number three. Okay. I'm um, just going back to the questions, because we're, we're also trying to ask solid questions. These pages are full of very, very long mycin, um religious stories. But So I think that the answer is that all of these people... So the answer is Kamsa, Bar Kamsa, and Kamsa had hatred. So they perpetuated the destruction of an Ir Shalim, of a religious Jewish united city. Rabbi Zechariah, we'll get to him on the next shot about knowing yourself. Is there anything about um, hatred? I don't think so. And the Chachamim did not stand up and stop people from doing Sinistram. Okay, shot number three. So the, why were the Rabbanan not mocha? Why did the Rabbanan not stop him? So Zwag says that tochacha, real tochacha, to rebuke someone is to tell a person he's really hurting himself. However, people in this generation were alienated from themselves. They were alienated from themselves. They did not know themselves. Now, when you hear a vibe shot, sometimes you think, okay, that sounds like a nice psychological shot. It's a wordplay thing. Okay, I could see that. But when you really get into the kishkas of the story, the depth of the psychology and sociology, you see the depth of his ideas. People not knowing their greatness, not knowing their potency. And that's in the generation, and I believe, I'm going to add in, this is the digesting some of the B'nai Esav's um, mitos and reality, trying to be like them. Oh, we're also strong leaders. We can be like the Romans. No, we need to be like the Jews. Okay, so number two, Rabbi Zechariah. His issue was, his anivus is, he didn't know himself. He didn't know how much to be an anav. And I'm going to add in that we always say, you know, Moshe was the greatest anav, and Moshe's farm talk about how being an anav means you know who you are, it doesn't mean you're so humble that you say you're nothing. You know what your, your strengths and weaknesses are, and you go towards that. And this, uh, the um, Balhasuda, the host, Hahugavra, listen, Hahugavra, that guy is enemy of that guy. It's almost like you're viewing yourself in a dream. You know, you're viewing yourself from a third person. And the, the, you know, the question on that is, Hahugavra is a common thing in the Gemara, but if you really get into the depths of it, People do say Anna and Hahugavra. So Rabbi Zwag is really picking up on the sensitive language. It's abstract. It's like this guy and there's this guy and there's this guy. You're almost viewing yourself from a bird's eye perspective, viewing yourself in a dream. Who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Oh, I'm supposed to be hating him. Oh, I'm not supposed to be hating him. 
I don't, I shouldn't pass in here. I, 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 how can I pass in here? Okay, number three. Why wasn't the host blamed? What did Kamsa do wrong? Why is it Kamsa bar Kamsa? What's the host? What, what, Kamsa did something wrong, but the host did something wrong. Okay, so there's a principle. If you're, obviously, it's a famous midrash. If you're cruel to the Rahman, you'll be Rahman to the cruel. And I'm going to say that that is an alternative gear so in the midrash that I learned. And the main girsa, I believe, at least in the primary midrash or one midrash, is anyone who is cruel to the merciful, in the, anyone who is merciful to the cruel, in the end will be cruel like them. Okay, so that so it's the same thing. I mean, both can be a correct conclusion. So here, kamsa means I'm tight-fisted. I'm a miser. Bar kamsa means I'm not. I'm a. I'm not a derivative derivative of that bar kamsa meaning. I am set away from that. It's like Ben Amram. I'm, a, I'm humble. I'm a nothing. I'm a derivative of other people. I'm just nothing. I'm humble. A miser doesn't spend money on himself. He doesn't understand how to deal with himself. Kamsa is stuck with the host because they're similar. So Kamsa and Bar Kamsa are birds of a feather in my language here. So the host was Marachim on Kamsa. He had mercy for his buddy who was a... a, a, a cruel person and a miser. This led to him having a Xarios on Bar Kamsa, or I would say it led to him being an Akzar himself to a merciful person, just a regular dude. And in terms of the abuse cycle I was talking about, and Bar Kamsa turned into a Kamsa and even destroyed himself. That's the next step. So people even destroy themselves. They don't know their own personal identity. Um, and that is the second shot over here. Okay. Very nice. All right. So we'll stop here. Nice little medium-sized uh, podcast. And we'll move on to the rest of the important mycin. So thank you for listening to the Yom Iyun podcast. Agados on Mestachas Gitten. Please email me with questions or comments to rabbi at rabbibailey.com, rabbibailey at gmail.com. B-A-I-L-E-Y.